0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode, the inaugural episode of Alaska Watch, a show all about Bigfoot and other cryptids in the state of Alaska. Um, I guess introductions are in order. Uh, My name is Beans Baxter. Uh, Some of you may know me as Larry Beans Baxter, Uh, but for the most part, I go by Beans. Um, It's a nickname that I picked up when I was a kid. Uh, It's not a very entertaining story. Uh, it's just, uh, there used to be a show on television called beans, Baxter. Uh, if you Google it or YouTube it, you can find uh, clips from it. And, um, of course, you know, I was in elementary school when it came out. My last name's Baxter. The guy on the TV show's name was Baxter and people started calling me beans and it just stuck. And, um, <clears throat> it also didn't hurt that, uh, my first name's Larry and my dad went by Larry, so it was just easier to have something to call me by other than Larry. And um, it just, it just, that's how it happened. So I've been Beans since I was uh, in elementary school. Um, I don't think it's a derogatory name. I don't uh, get offended when people call me that. In fact, I prefer it. Um, I, I actually get put off when people call me by my uh, given name. It, it actually seems a little weird to me. So uh, please do not hesitate to call me beans. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, so I guess uh, we should get into why I'm doing this uh, this podcast. Why is a last watch here? How did I find my way under your ear? Well, um, I've been in the Bigfoot for a really long time. Actually, I've been in all things unexplained for a long time, but um, just kind of through process of elimination, um, I, I've kind of settled on Bigfoot as my, as my big interest. And a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, just the reasons um, that Bigfoot, at least to me, is is a more tangible uh, goal than some of the other things that are out there. Like, I don't think that you'll ever be able to catch a UFO or, ca- you know, like, figure out what UFOs are. Same thing with, like, ghosts. I don't think anybody's ever going to go out and be able to catch a ghost like in Ghostbusters or, you know, it's not going to be a mystery, I think, that's ultimately... 100% solved. Whereas I find, I think that Bigfoot probably can be. I think eventually, uh, Bigfoot can be proven to be uh, undiscovered North American ape or something to that effect, or some kind of missing link that's escaped uh, detection. So just kind of through process of elimination, uh, you know, I, I still am interested in other unexplained things, and I kind of keep an ear and eye out in some of those. Um, I guess, genres, but, uh, for the most part, uh, Bigfoot's my bag. I mean, it's what I'm really into. Uh, and of course living in Alaska, it's probably, uh, the biggest cryptid that we have here that we can, uh, you know, actively look for. Um, there's actually been some, some, a lot of Bigfoot sightings up here. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit, uh, as far as the Bigfoot sightings in Alaska and where they, uh, occur and how often they occur. But uh, yeah, that's why I'm here for the most part. I really love Bigfoot. I really love Alaska. I thought, why not combine the two, do a show about both. Um, I've lived in Alaska for, oh, many years now. I'm not, I'm not even sure. I think um, I first, well, first things first, I was born uh, in Kentucky. And was raised there. You might notice every now and then a little bit of, a little bit of an accent come out. I might, uh, I might slow, throw some southern slang at you or talk about uh, grits or mama and trains and getting drunk or something like that. That's an inside joke for those of you who are fans of David Allen Cole. And um, so I was born in Kentucky, uh, you know, grew up there, uh, spent a lot of time in the woods hunting, fishing, uh, my dad, uh, tried to take me out and, uh, get me, uh, into hunting and fishing quite a bit, uh, when I was younger, although he did work quite a bit, so, um, I ended up doing a lot of that stuff on my own once I got old enough to do it, and, um, then when I, uh, reached the age of reason, I joined the military, and, um, I used to say, man, I don't care where the army sends me, as long as it's nowhere cold, and straight to Alaska, I went, <laughs> So um, it's actually a pretty story and pretty cool story. And I guess uh, what better time to tell it than the first episode of Alaska Watch? I'll kind of tell you my first uh, about my first uh, introduction to Alaska. All right. So I was setting in in this uh, briefing. I got I was in uh, AIT, which for those of you that don't know, AIT is where you go to learn It's when you go to the military, you go to basic training, which is basic combat training. And then when you get out of basic training, you go to what's called AIT. And that's where you go to learn your job. Like if you're going to be, you know, a cook or a mechanic or, you know, something like that in the military. AIT is where you go to learn your your job or your trade. So I was at my AIT and I got, uh, I was just about uh, done and I got sent to uh, what was called a PCS briefing, which is a permanent change of station. That's where, when you're in the military and you get orders to go somewhere else, uh, they send you to a PCS briefing. And uh, somebody from personnel will show up and they'll talk about how you're going to get your household goods there and, you know, how basically how the army's going to move you to where you're going. Uh, and keep in mind this was this was back in the 90s so if they don't do things this way anymore it's just because it was so long ago it's not I'm not making this up <laughs> I know uh, the Army's changed quite a bit since I was in it so they might not even call it PCS anymore they might call it something else uh, but anyway so I'm setting this briefing and I, they give me my orders when I walk in and on the orders it says I'm going to um, Fort Wainwright AK and I'm like, oh, that's, that's weird. I've never heard of that place. I don't know where that's at. Cause I, you know, I'd been in the army for a little bit and, you know, you hear people talk about different stations and where they want to go and where they've been and stuff like that. And I'd never heard of Fort Wainwright. So I thought it was a little odd, uh, but there was a lot of army posts and bases I'd never heard of. So it, you know, whatever. And I'm sitting there in the, in the briefing and the other soldiers are asking questions and, um, you know, I thought it was kind of weird because everybody else that was there was going overseas. Like there were people going to Germany and there were people going, um, to, well, where else? That's the only, out, um, out of the country base I can think of right now, <laughs> but, uh, there were people going all over the place, you know, and they were all going overseas. I think most of them were going to Germany and, um, I thought that was weird how everybody there was going outside the United States, but me. And so the the briefing goes on and finally the lady, you know, she's like, does anybody have any questions? And I can't remember. I had a question about something. I threw my hand up and uh, she goes, yeah, you, sir. And I asked my question. I don't remember what it was. It was something about getting my stuff moved or something like that. And she asked me, she goes, well, where are you going? And I said, Fort Wainwright, Arkansas. <laughs> And uh, everybody kind of giggles Like the whole room kind of laughs And uh, she goes No sweetie She called me sweetie because we were in Georgia I was at Fort Gordon, Georgia by the way I didn't mention that She goes, no sweetie That's Alaska (laughs) And the look on my face uh, Was something between puzzlement and terror I imagine And you have to realize Up to this point Um, I had never really even thought about Alaska. I never had any interest in going there. Um, didn't know that much about it. In fact, all that I really did know about Alaska was what I had seen on the TV show Northern Exposure. If you haven't seen Northern Exposure, um, it's basically about this doctor that goes, he gets, he, um, took out some loans to go to medical school and I guess to pay back the loans, he agrees to go be a doctor in, you know, wherever they need him. And they end up sending him to some small little town. I think it was called Sicily or Rome, Alaska. I don't remember. Anyway, they end up sending him to some tiny town in Alaska and he's got to be a doctor there. And it's about this big city guy, doctor trying to integrate into Alaska culture. And uh, of course, you know, it's Portraying life in Bush, Alaska, and it's a tiny, tiny town. And they show uh, moose like walking down the middle of the road, which does happen, actually. By the way, that's probably the most accurate thing they got <laughs> on the show. Uh, but up until that point, that was the only exposure I'd ever had to Alaska. Was Northern Exposure, and you know the occasional reference on a show or movie or something. And you know when people mention Alaska usually in in movies and pop culture and stuff like that. It's usually taught to talk about how cold it is, how remote it is, stuff like that. You know, they don't really go into the good aspects of Alaska. It's usually used as something um, that is undesirable. Uh, For example, after I got uh, my orders to come to Alaska, which was purely based on the staffing needs of the army. It had nothing to do with anything really other than we need to put a person in this slot, in this job, uh, in Alaska, and here's this guy. So it was probably more or less a random, you know, a computer probably did it. It probably wasn't even a personal decision. And um, my mother at the time, uh, I told her and she asked me if I had gotten in trouble or did something bad. And I was like, no, you know, like absolutely not. Well, she had seen some movie where some military movie where someone had gotten in trouble or was dating the general's daughter or, you know, it got up to some uh, Tom or something and had gotten in trouble. Well, anyway, um, the leader of his platoon or whatever basically told him that uh, because he got had gotten in trouble and had screwed up he was going to be man in a radar station in Alaska by the end of the week so because of that throwaway line in a movie my mother believed that Alaska was where they sent people who got in trouble or were screw ups i guess so uh thanks to popular culture uh i think my mother probably went to her grave believing that i um uh, was a horrible soldier because i got stationed to Alaska because probably some computer picked my name out of a hat and sent me there. But anyway, uh, so the orders, uh, sent me to Fort Wainwright, which is, uh, near Fairbanks, Alaska. It's kind of, kind of toward the middle of the state. Um, and, uh, I got there and it was summertime when I got there and, uh, it was actually very nice. The weather was very nice. And I remember, um, getting picked up from the airport and uh, driving from the airport to the post. And I remember seeing like a pizza hut and I think there were a couple of other stores. I think I saw Kmart or something and I was so happy because there was actually civilization there. Like I didn't, I had no idea what I was getting into. And this was back before, you know, you really had the internet and could sit down and Google maps and look at places and see what they had and, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of research that was doable back then like that. You kind of had to rely on books and word of mouth. <clears throat> Not everything was at your fingertips, just quite then. So uh, I, w- I was pretty happy seeing all the uh, civilization that uh, was around the post and realized that I was going to, you know, life wasn't going to change that much. I wasn't going to be uh, sleeping in an igloo or, uh, you know, in a tent so I was happy to see that uh, there were actually uh, signs of life up here that uh, were like I was used to seeing. Uh, I equated businesses and stuff like that with civilization. So uh, that that made me happy to see that. Well, it turns out I'd actually, um, the sending me to Fort Wainwright was actually a mistake. And I was supposed to go to Fort Richardson, which is in Anchorage, Alaska, which is uh, I think it's a, is it four or five hours south. So I was really happy to uh to get to go to uh Anchorage and Anchorage was a m is a much bigger city than Fairbanks and uh a lot more they had malls and stuff like that. So I actually uh got to experience uh, both of Alaska's biggest cities uh relatively quickly upon upon getting here to Alaska. But uh that's um uh, that's kind of how I first came up here. I got stationed up here with the military and I um, ended up really enjoying it and uh, I got out of the military. I moved back home to Kentucky for a while and initially uh, tried to make a go of it there and ended up coming back to Alaska. so I uh, kind of regretted it. as soon as I left, I kind of regretted leaving Alaska, so I'm glad that uh, I came back and um, not sure, you know. How things are going? I might uh, spend the rest of my life here. I might end up moving back to the Lower 48. Things are kind of in, in the air right now as to what I'm going to do uh, when I get a little older. Um, I can't. I'm have a hard time imagining myself uh, as an older person, like in my 60s and 70s, and <laughs> dealing with some of these winters that we get up here. So uh, we'll see. But then again, you know, just about every place has winter. So probably no matter where I go, I'll end up shoveling snow. And now that I've told that story, um, I guess I should get more into my qualifications as to why I feel qualified to be on a podcast about Bigfoot in Alaska. Um, Like I said, I've lived in Alaska here for a long time, and here in the last few years I've actually um, got more into the Bigfoot thing and uh, started getting out on my own and looking around and uh, just quickly... is the cliff notes version of the story. Um, I actually got, uh, it, it's, it's a funny story. I ended up, um, meeting up with, uh, Adam Davies and, um, Stephen major from extreme Northwest expeditions. Uh, just kind of almost, uh, not quite accidentally, but just, uh, coincidentally, I guess you would say, and, um, I ended up, uh, well, we ended up uh, making a movie, Stephen and I, uh, called In Search of the Port Chatham Hairy Man, where I was afforded the awesome opportunity to go with Stephen over to Port Chatham, uh, in the first real expedition for Bigfoot, uh, over into that area. Uh, I know some people have said they've gone over there, uh, looking for Bigfoot uh, but that's not necessarily the case. Our expedition was the first official expedition to go over there uh, and look for Bigfoot in Port Chatham. And again, that movie is called In Search of the Port Chatham Hairy Man. Uh, it's available on uh, Vudu and Amazon. Uh, you can rent it or buy it. Um, I think it's a really good movie. Uh, it's got uh, some mixed reviews on Amazon. But uh, I think if you look at it, from the big picture uh it's pretty incredible uh if you look if you think about the resources and the time and basically what was done uh, it's pretty incredible and it's the first ex- expedition to uh the Port Chatham area ever uh in the history of bigfooting uh like I said some others have claimed they've done it uh they haven't <clears throat> uh it's very difficult to get to it's very expensive to get to uh, ironically, you know, it's only like 40 miles from my house where I'm sitting right now. I'm literally 40 miles from Port Chatham. Uh, Might as well be the moon to me. It's easier for me to go get on a plane and get to Florida than it is for me to get to Port Chatham right now. Um, So it's pretty ironic when you think about it. But uh, I want to talk about Port Chatham, obviously. Here on Alaska Watch, we're going to do a really good Port Chatham episode, maybe a couple of episodes on Port Chatham. Uh, we're going to talk about the movie. I'm going to have Steven on. Uh, we're going to talk about um, some of the things we experienced over there. Uh, we're we're going to talk about Port Chatham a lot. In fact, it, it the podcast could probably be Port Chatham, Alaska Sa- Sasquatch podcast instead of Alaska. Watch. But anyway, because I have a lot of experience with Port Chatham now and I can talk about it quite a bit. Uh, we're going to get into the history of Port Chatham. Uh, I'm doing some research on my own on Port Chatham. I'm going to have some stuff for you that uh, you're not going to be able to hear anywhere else regarding the history of Port Chatham and what we, what happened over there. Uh, and just to give you a quick down and dirty um, explanation of Port Chatham and why it's such a big deal, uh, Port Chatham was a, a fishing village, a cannery uh, in, uh, on the Kenai Peninsula. And sometime around 1950, uh, the entire town ended up being abandoned. Uh, They left the cannery there, all the workers moved away, and the town was basically uh, abandoned and left to rot. And a lot of that, uh, the speculation, or a lot of the legend behind that is that um, a Bigfoot-like creature that the natives call Nantanak, Uh, was killing people. And there were some murders and there were some deaths uh, that I can't confirm. And uh, we're going to get into that on the show. And we're also going to talk about um, some of the better known uh, Alaska sightings and uh, stories. Um, If you guys are familiar with the Thomas Bay incident, I believe it's called like the strangest story ever told, something like that. Uh, We're going to do an episode on that. Uh, we're gonna do an episode on the bush pilot whose bride was supposedly kidnapped by a Bigfoot uh, we're gonna get do episodes on uh, the different tribes of native in Alaska and their different their versions of Bigfoot and what they believe I mean we've just got we've got a ton of material coming up and uh, I'm looking forward to doing a lot of these episodes uh, I'm really excited about it but anyway um, I want to digress here for a minute and I want to uh, Acknowledge a friend of the show. Uh, I want everybody to go over to thecryptedstore.com. That's thecryptedstore.com and check out what they have. It is the only store that is geared toward those in search of mysterious animals. They have night vision, they have survival supplies, they have first aid kits, all kinds of stuff that you're going to need on your search for the unknown. Check it out at thecryptidstore.com. Uh, they have DNA kits and lots of safety gear, personal locator beacon, beacons, all kinds of stuff that you're going to need on your search for unknown animals. Again, that's thecryptidstore.com. Uh, please check them out. Uh, let them know I sent you and uh, throw a few bucks their way. I mean, how how difficult is it when you're shopping for your cryptid hunting uh, sessions and you've got to go to Amazon, you've got to go to Best Buy, you've got to go to all these different places uh, to figure out The gear you're going to need. Well, now it's a one stop shop. You can go to the Cryptid cryptid store online and you can get all your stuff geared up in one place. In fact, check out their first aid kits and their personal locator beacons. Whatever you buy there might just save your life. All right, guys, let's get back to it. So, we're going to talk about um, the history of Bigfoot in Alaska, the history of Bigfoot sightings in Alaska. Uh, We're going to talk about some of my favorite sightings. We're going to do some story time where I sit down and tell the story of the Alaska legends about Bigfoot and uh, the native tales concerning Bigfoot and the Kushtaka and all kinds of cool stuff. So that's what you've got to look forward here, uh, forward to here on Alaska Watch. Um, I know I'm throwing in a lot of ums and you knows. Um, I'm gonna get better hopefully as time goes on. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not scared of public speaking, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm good at it. So. You're just going to have to bear with me while I um, get used to speaking into a microphone. Also, I'm not that great at editing, so it's going to be kind of hard for me to take out some of that stuff, some of the mistakes, stuff like that. So, you know, it's going to be kind of a natural flow to it. It's going to be uh, like you're sitting down and uh, chatting with an old buddy, so to speak. So there's not going to be a lot of, you know, it's going to be rustic like Alaska. (laughs) So it's going to be nice and rough around the edges, just like Alaska should be. We're also going to try and have a lot of cool guests on the show. Like I said, Stephen Major, he's uh, definitely going to come on. We're going to talk about Port Chatham. We're going to talk about the movie In Search of the Port Chatham Harry Man. Uh, We're going to talk, hopefully, to uh, Amy Boo here uh, pretty soon. She's going to be um, appearing in an event with me here at the end of December. Oh, in fact, let me plug that while I'm thinking about it. So this, um, this August... this August, this, <laughs> this August 31st, we are going to have, uh, the 2019 Spokane Valley Sasquatch Roundup. It's going to be at the Spokane Valley Events Center in Spokane Valley, Washington. Um, Adam Davies is going to be speaking. Amy Boo is going to be speaking. Uh, Stephen Major is going to be there from Extreme Expeditions. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. Uh, Cindy, I'm not sure how to say if she wants her entire name. Cindy Goodbreak, uh, is going to be speaking. It's going to be awesome. Um, it's starting about 9 o'clock in the morning, and uh, it's going to go till the, the evening. Uh, there's going to be a VIP dinner. Uh, if you are interested in attending, you can go to uh, the Extreme Expeditions North, Northwest website. It's uh, x, xnorthwest.com, I believe is the URL, uh, or you can just Google it and uh, find it. There's also a Facebook page for the event. Uh, it's going to be a really good time. Uh, we had one back in December, And uh, I had a blast, and I'm pretty sure everybody that showed up had a blast. So uh, that's going to be an event that, um, if you're in the area, might be worth checking out. I think uh, we're going to have a good time. I'm going to be talking about uh, Port Chatham and our uh, movie and expeditions there. Uh, I know uh, Amy Boo has done some stuff in that part of the country. She's been involved with the Olympic Project and uh, some of the... uh, Bigfoot hunts that have gone on uh, in that area. Uh, Adam Davies, of course, I mean, he's a world explorer. He's like a modern-day Indiana Jones. Uh, He's going to have a really interesting talk, I'm sure. So it's not to be missed. Uh, If you're in the Spokane Valley area, uh, you know, it's going to be over the Labor Day weekend, I believe. Uh, Throw the kids in the car and come say hi. Um, It's going to be a really good time. All right, now moving on to other things. I talked about um, the Spokane Roundup. Let's see, what else have I got on my mind here? I didn't take very good notes before starting the show, which is uh, pretty common, you'll see. Um, Well, let's talk a little bit about Bigfoot in Alaska, since this is Alaska Watch, a show about Bigfoot in Alaska. Um, I think probably for this episode, just a brief introduction of myself and uh, some of the things I've done. And... uh, just just a few of my thoughts on on Bigfoot in the great state of Alaska, and uh, we'll probably call it good there. I really think, and this is my personal opinion, I think that Bigfoot or Sasquatch, you know, I, in, in my opinion, I think the names are interchangeable. I know there are a lot of people out there that prefer Sasquatch uh, over Bigfoot because they think Bigfoot's kind of cartoony and pop culture-y and... It doesn't really, I guess, give the seriousness to the subject as they believe it it should get. And I, I don't think they're necessarily wrong, but I think <clears throat> Bigfoot is probably a more... It reaches a wider audience, I guess. Uh, you say Bigfoot, everybody knows what you're talking about. Um, Sasquatch, not necessarily so. So I use the term Bigfoot quite a bit. And... Um, I think they're, they're interchangeable terms to me. Um, but that's, that's an opinion. It's a personal preference. I know not everybody believes that some people are, you know, diehard Sasquatch, Sasquatch, Sasquatch people. So, you know, to each his own, not a problem. Uh, but in my opinion, I think that Bigfoot is a biological creature. And by that, I guess I have to explain. There's a lot of people out there that think that Bigfoot is some kind of, um, I don't know, uh, like a spirit or interdimensional being, something like that. Um, a lot of people in the Bigfoot community will call that woo, you know, W O O is in that's, that's the woo factor. That's the more, um, out there beliefs, the more, uh, fantastical stuff. And I, I don't, I don't lean that direction. I'm uh, pretty much a diehard biological guy, um, uh, for a couple of reasons, Uh, One is just because, I mean, so far, I mean, it's 2019 and like I said, we haven't caught a ghost. Uh, We haven't discovered vampires or werewolves or, you know, we we haven't found anything that would lead uh, a reasonable person to believe that magic is real. (laughs) And I know, you know, like they say in the Thor movie, magic is just science that we don't understand I get that. I understand it. But at the same time, you know, we haven't found anything that is that fantastic in the everyday world. Like, I mean, there's some amazing stuff out there. I mean, just look at the octopuses and and other ocean animals or just, well, any animal that can camouflage itself to match its surroundings. I mean, that's pretty incredible. And if you didn't know how that worked, you would think it was magic. So... I'm not saying that the fantastic is impossible. I'm just saying it's not likely. Um, I believe they're a biological animal. I believe they're just an undiscovered species of North American ape. And I think if that's the case, and I hope it's the case, because that way eventually we're going to be able to get our hands on one and prove that it's real. Uh, Otherwise, if it is something that's, not biological or interdimensional, then, I mean, we're wasting our time. It's probably never going to be caught or killed or, you know, we're never going to figure it out. And that's kind of sad. (laughs) You know, there's there's no, it's a never-ending story. It's never going to come to a conclusion. And that's depressing to me. I like to figure things out. I like to solve mysteries. So I like to think that it's a real creature and that someday... Somebody's going to be able to figure it out, or catch one, or kill one, or anyway, th- discovery is going to be made, and that's what I'm trying to say. And I think that Alaska is probably the perfect place for them. Um, Alaska is the biggest state in the union. Uh, if you're not that familiar with Alaska, it is huge, uh, ginormous, even. In fact, when the tide goes out in Alaska, in the coastal areas, when we, when the tide goes down, we gain an area the size of Texas, which is the second largest state in the Union. I mean, that's how big it is. Like, we gain and lose Texas every time the tide goes in and out. So there is a lot of land here, and a lot of, under, not undiscovered country, but a lot of untouched country. And if there is a shy North American ape running around in here, then there are plenty and plenty of places for them to go where there are not people. If for whatever reason they're elusive and don't want to be around people, then there's plenty of places for them to go. It's uh it's a perfect place for them. And in fact, <clears throat> I, I don't quite understand how they, how, well, I don't understand how any animal lives through the winter here. Uh, but we have plenty of large animals that do. We've got moose, we've got bear, And they all seem to make it through the winters just fine. So there's no reason why another large animal couldn't. And uh, those are my quick and dirty thoughts on the subject. And here in the future, we're going to be talking a lot about the state. We're going to have some Alaska trivia. We're going to have Alaska facts. Uh, It's going to be fun. Uh, I hope you guys stick around. Like I said, this is the first episode. So it's kind um, kind of a house cleaning episode. Uh, introductions are made, and um, we're going to get a lot deeper into the subjects, uh, deeper looks into the history of Alaska, the history of Bigfoot in Alaska. Uh, It's going to be a good time. Uh, But I think we're here about the half hour mark now. So let's go ahead and put a pin in it right there. Uh, We will pick it up on the next episode, uh, which will probably be out in about a month or so. And uh, we'll have uh, either a really good story or a really good interview for you. So stay tuned, maybe both. And uh with that regard, I want to make sure and reiterate to everybody, please check out the Spokane Valley Sasquatch Roundup in August. Uh be sure and check out the Cryptid Store and uh be sure and check out the In Search of the Port Chatham Harryman. Uh, if you go and uh, rent that on Amazon, then you'll be sure and uh, you'll get, actually get to see the face behind the voice. Uh, I'm in that. I am the uh, team security guide. Um, and I was asked to uh, tag along on the ep- expedition by Stephen Major, and I greatly appreciate that. So uh, swing on by uh, Amazon, rent that, swing by the crypt store, uh, buy some supplies. And uh, at the end of August, hopefully, I'll see you at the uh, Spokane Valley Roundup. Sasquatch Roundup, excuse me. Anyway, guys, uh, that's all I got uh, for this episode. Um, I haven't really decided on episode length as of yet. I think I'm just going to go with as long as it takes me to get what I want to say out. I don't think I'm going to try and limit it for a half hour or an hour or anything like that. Um, I think as long as it takes me to tell the story that I'm trying to tell, I think we'll go with that. So... Uh, next episode might be a little bit longer or it could be a little bit shorter. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to find us on Facebook, there is an Alaskawatch Facebook page, which I haven't officially launched yet, but it will be by the time this hits. And um, you can also email me at Alasquatch at gmail.com. That's Alasquatch at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any cool Alaska stories uh, especially involving cryptids or bigfoot shoot me an email Uh, i'll read them on the air and uh, you can also email me any questions and uh, i'll do my best to answer them or if you have uh, ideas for uh, show topics or anything like that just uh, shoot me an email all right guys this is Beans baxter i am signing off and i'll see you next time